We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Backliners podcast. It's Agro Barracuda and for the first time, and I left the the background sound on. You know, we all knew that there were going to be some mistakes coming in. It's my little guy. This is my son. His name's Calvin. Uh, This is where I've been um, because someone decided to be a little early, uh, about a month early, that he joined us. Um, But he's been good, and that's where I've been. He's very, he looks not real on the stream right now because he's so like, he's so passed out. He was so, dude, he was, he was so comfy down sitting in Joe's arms on the couch. We put him upstairs in his bassinet for two seconds, insta crying, uh, go back up and grab him. Literally this, he's comatose. Uh, I swear he's real. Dude, he looks fake on this thing. That is crazy. It does look like a test baby. Oh wait, his little his mouth open. Oh, you can't you can't tell. Never mind. It's uh, that's the way. You can see it a little bit. Oh, you're full screen. Okay, wait, hold on. Maybe I turn him around. He's so passed out that surely he won't get angry about this. There he is. There's the little man's. Um, it's been. Uh, I apologize in advance for this podcast because my brain is still completely in. I don't know what's happening ever. Uh, mode it is crazy how like the sleep thing that every every new parent talks about is like real uh yeah dude he looks like <laughs> this picture on the stream is so funny very good podcast content as always to uh to do that but yeah it's uh it, it's been something bear has run off i don't know where Stream is also saying uh, Barra's sound isn't working, but I thought it was, but maybe it isn't. I don't know. Barra's gone. It's me and Calvin on the podcast. Oh, it's Hammy. Dude, don't put Hamlet next to my baby. They're going to realize that he's not nearly that cute. Oh, yeah, your audio isn't working. Yep, your audio is not working. I'm lucky. All right, here, come here, buddy. We got to switch arms to you. We got to go to the to the football hold. Okay, Calvin, so here's what you do whenever your dad messes up the audio. You go into properties... Yep, you just you just hold him like a little football. Uh, you just put it like that. Okay, that one didn't work, Cal. Um, let's try this one. Did this one work, Barry? Hello. It's yeah, that worked. There we go. Yeah, this is messed up by you for because everyone's gonna be looking at Hamlet, and I don't blame you. Newborns are <laughs> typically not that cute, except for mine. Uh, Yours is adorable. I know, Even especially it doesn't for, look real. 
It is Especially for being preemie here. Yeah, babe, you can take him. Thank you. He's off to, like... <laughs> to sleep. You got him? Yeah. All right. Thanks, babe. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's um, so that's what's been up uh, over here. Barry, how were the shows while I was gone? You had, what, Gore and Trelly uh, on here, Yeah, right? they were terrible. I hate yeah. those guys. All the YouTube comments were like, dude, aggro should definitely come back. And we're nothing like, aggro should never come back. We should have these people on all the time instead. <laughs> uh, such better hosts than aggro. There were no comments like that. Yeah, of course. Don't yeah, look. Charlie was like, Charlie was like, you didn't prepare me for this, and I was like, dude, we're just doing an AMA. Like, what preparation? I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't tell him anything. I was just like, hey, dude, we're we're gonna be hosting the podcast, and you have like one ad read, and then we're doing an AMA. He was like, you, you made him do me. the ad read? Of course, Vera, come on, what? Man. Come on, you you're a, you a competent ad, an ad read. No, I'm yes, not. you're a good I, ad reader. I read it like the seventh grader, like in drama class. Like it's the most, it would be the most monotone presentation. It would sound like a presentation. Okay, well, how did Trelly do on the ad read? Because I'm gonna he be did honest. fantastic. Well, I'm sure he did. Because Trelly's Trelly's an absolute beast and is very. Are you, telling uh, me you didn't watch the episode? No, of course I didn't watch the episode, dude. I've got what do you mean? I've got a kid. I've got, I was You're acting I had a like you have a new baby or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, dude, I, I'm like, I, it's about time for me to start getting ready to go back to work. Um, and I have no idea how I'm ever going to be able to, like, focus my brain ever again. Uh, I feel like oh, everyone yeah, says care. that it gets a lot easier, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure it's true. Um, but it's hard yeah, to fathom right now. You know what I mean? Like, he just, our lives are in, like, these little, um, like, three-hour blocks, you know, because he, like, mm-hmm. eats sleeps eats sleeps and then does a ton of pooping in the middle of that like a ton of pooping so much pooping wait i don't know well i mean i guess this isn't gross after what you just said how many diapers do you go through in a day yeah let's let's check our little app here we have an app to uh you have an app a oh yeah app? oh my god there's so many there's so many baby apps to use um let's see what, yesterday what so far well we can like put in his like I was gonna show the camera. That doesn't seem like a great idea. I mean, I guess I could. I don't know. Like, it's got yeah, like it's got like you know when he got his diaper changed and his bottles and like Aww. all that kind of stuff. So that you know, if I do it or Joe does it, then we don't have to like we can just check the app to see. Oh, you know, it probably is time for him to wake up or something like that. Um, yeah. Yesterday, uh, he had um, only eight diaper changes. That's a lot less than I would have thought. Um, eight. Yeah, eight. Oh, yeah, the day before that, nine. You gotta have a talk with him about this. Like, Dude, diapers are not cheap. Are you kidding me? Bro, it was, uh, it was the, the very now. first diaper I did. The very first one poops while I'm changing them. The, the, the diaper's <laughs> off. I'm going to wipe. It, I, I see, I see, you know, the it coming out of the water. I was like, are you oh, no. kidding me, dog? Like, what is that? He has pooped while getting his diaper changed like once a day and i'm like i'm terrified because like you know i I can feel like his you can tell when they poop right like he's sitting he's getting all wiggly and then just like this long big sound and and then he's like at peace afterwards and i don't want him to like sit in it right like that makes me feel really bad Uh 
But I also yeah, know that if I just gross. go and change him right away, he's gonna poop in the middle of me mm-hmm. changing him. So it's this like constant standoff of like, are you done yet? Are you not done yet? Am I being a terrible parent by letting you sit in this diaper that I know is dirty? Because I know as soon as I take it off, he's absolutely sending it uh, at that exact moment. Um yeah, it's like an old western standoff. It really so. is. And I haven't found a way to win, really. Um, but it's been... He turns uh, around and shoots every time. Dude, it is crazy. <laughs> Literally today we had to throw out a... a con- uh, it was nearly empty anyways, but like a container of wipes. Because as my wife was changing him, you know, she got the extra diaper underneath, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Just blast some <laughs> right, like... It went a good, like, foot and just lands all over this, this wipe container. And she's like, well, that's the end of that one. Uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna grab a new, a new container. Um, and that's what being a parent is right there. You know? Were you proud of him in that moment? No, not at all. No, I want him to stop. Kind of impressive. We call, we call it the Calvin special. Uh, cause he just does it so (laughs) often. When, um, when we were at the hospital, I was like changing him while a nurse was in our room and uh-huh. he pee- he started peeing with his diaper off, and it literally hit me in the face. It got that much height. He was like a day old. I was like, she was like, whoa! Like I cannot believe that had that much strength. Like, and he's uh, and he's thirty six. You know, he was born at thirty six weeks. He was a month early. How does he have this much force within him? Like it is insane. Uh, that is something he that brings to the table. Impressive. You know. Um, I'm very proud of him. He's doing, he's doing great. Uh, he's going to be an athlete for sure. He does have very, he's very tiny cause he's, cause he was so premature, but his hands and feet are like comically large. Um, and they, he looks like a little freak. We tell him that all the time. Um, we're really loving parents, of course. Uh, so basketball practice starts as soon as he stops pooping when I change his diaper. Um, which might not be for many years at this rate. Who knows? Uh, he thinks it's the greatest thing ever. So do I. (laughs) Yeah, that's until you come over and I make you change the diaper and he's going to give you the Calvin special instantly. No, he would not do that to me. He probably wouldn't, actually. He probably wouldn't. It would be fine. And then, dude, there is is little else demoralizing, by the way, than, like, getting through a diaper change, especially one where he's Calvin specialed you in the middle of it. (laughs) And then he's, like, you're, like, holding him or you put him down and then you hear him poop again. Like, that truly... Like, I had the deepest sigh of my life, I think, when, like, we had battled, he had been screaming, all that kind of stuff. He's finally resting, and then just this long sound comes out, and I'm like, dude, come on. Like, what is that? Like, they are just built to grief, man. It is crazy how good they are. They're His comedic timing, like... Top notch. I gotta give him credit where it's due. So you're saying you're enjoying your roster change? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, we made a roster change. Um, our dog, Mackenzie, uh, is actually, like, his biggest fan. She's obsessed with him. Uh, never wants to, like, be apart from nice. him. It's very cute. Um, but we are, you know, we're still, we'll, we'll see how the phase goes. Um, and then, you know, maybe make any changes <laughs> we need to make uh, before Worlds. Um no, it's been great. Uh, it's been super fun. He's adorable. And uh, I just... Counting down the days till potty training already. Like, only three years ago. Um, oh, no. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, surely two years, right? Like, it's possible. That seems so long. It's possible in two years. Uh, it's also possible that he won't be great at it for four years. You know, like. Oh no! You have uh, to have diapers for that long. Yeah. Yep. Wait, the they're. I assume you go through less as they get older because their bladders get bigger, right? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I think they do stop. Really, you haven't done the research on every single year of every Well, I thought time. we had an extra month, man. Like, we literally, <laughs> you and Destiny and a bunch of people came over to our house for, uh, like, our Atlanta baby shower, which is really just, like, a party more than anything like, time else. time to go. Literally, that was Saturday. Sunday, we're, like, tired you know, whatever, I don't want to do, like, I don't want to clean up. Monday, day off of work, kind of lazing about anyways. Then Tuesday, he, he, my wife's water breaks. Our house is still in absolute, like, disarray. It's just destroyed, like, you know, still. The coolers for, that were outside and on the one million degree day that everyone yeah. was over at our place, drinks, those just got cleaned up, like, this week. Uh, and it's only because Joe's mom was visiting to see him and uh, and was able to help out. Like, it was... Oh, she went to mom mode. Oh, to- dude, Joe has been absolute beast moding. My sister came down, which was huge. Uh, her mom came down, which was nice. huge. My dad and stepmom are coming down soon. Um, and our house is, like, almost getting to somewhat normal. Um, nice. It's, uh... Yeah, we, there were a lot of things where, like... Uh, we we didn't uh i was gonna like do the the baby swaddling stuff like i was like oh i should probably think about doing that pretty soon because we've got mm-hmm. a month left until he's here and then um he's here and i'm like having a learning to swaddle him instead of you know a big i don't know what do you, what do you practice swaddle like a stuffed animal a watermelon a wa- i was gonna say watermelon too is that like a thing i feel like that is super trolled by us it is not a it depends on the size of the watermelon, probably. A watermelon Maybe would like probably a... be bigger than him. Was They're like not the right shape. Squash? Not... Yeah, squash, like a big squash, maybe. Yeah. I mean, spaghetti yeah. squashes, I mean, they're kind of like bottom heavy, but... Well, yeah. sometimes he is too, and then you start changing his diaper, and all of a sudden he isn't anymore. <laughs> all right let's uh let's talk a little bit about smite um instead of my sure. son's bowel movements um which i'm sure everyone is really <laughs> excited to hear about that was um, a fun 16 minutes it sure was uh pretty crazy uh little little stretch here um mm-hmm. while i was gone where these roster changes get announced and i'm normally i think you know i was thinking about what i was going to talk about and what i was going to say and all that kind of stuff and i i've realized that I might not, because I haven't been, you know, in the workflow, all that kind of stuff, that I might be feeling a little spicy, a little untethered um, with my That's takes here. standard for you now. Yeah. yeah, but maybe even more so than normal. Um, we'll have to wait and see. So if you are if you haven't heard uh, all of the roster changes, um, the Kings uh, let go of genetics, or genetics left the Kings, whatever way you just want to say it, because the Warriors let go of awesome Jake, um, and picked up genetics. Uh, now you might be thinking, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. The Warriors only lost one set all year. Uh, why would they be, uh, making a change? Um, there's more that happened (laughs) because I, I have nothing to convince you of that. Uh, and I've got a lot more to say about it. Um, Mm -hmm. awesome Jake did not uh, just go to the Kings because the Kings picked up Quig, uh, 
which is um, which was the support for the hounds. Uh, and so you might be saying, okay, well then Jake just goes to the hounds and you'd be wrong again. It's Neil Ma who comes out of playing uh, retirement and who has been coaching, of course, for the Highland Ravens, for Bears team. He joins the Hounds. And so awesome. Jake is like, where am I going to go? And so the Glads kindly make a seat for him by kicking Bobby uh, right right away. Not right away, but, you know, kicking Bobby at some point during this process. So awesome Jake joins the Gladiators instead of inbound. And the Gladiators have also kicked Scary D and picked up Kana. Um, long-time EU SEC solo leader. That was very roundabout, um, but as I said, you can't hold it against me. Sleep is a thing of my past. Um, Barrow, which individual move... That's what I was going to say, yeah. It's do kind you of a chain reaction. Yeah, it is kind of a chain reaction. Do you want to start... Like, d- does one surprise you over the rest? Uh or feel um, like crazier to you than the rest? It's kind of funny, but Bobby getting kicked surprises me a lot. Jake getting kicked for me is not surprising. Hmm. Um, just knowing the attitudes of people on Warriors or what I know of attitudes of people on Warriors, um, it takes kind of a special bit of uh team chemistry i would say to work with jake Mm -hmm. um he has a very specific way of talking through problems and getting to solutions and stuff that we worked with him for like three years on Mm -hmm. um and it's i don't i don't think it's as surprising and it's also genetics um who obviously just came off of world's win sure and it changes the way warrior's identity can be um genetics can play aggressive but can also kind of be the macro overlord um and teams will win a lot of games at championships with genetics that's just how he works and We've been shown that slower-paced games have been winning worlds for a long time now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, looking at the facts of it, they went on this crazy win streak and then kicked Jake. It's it's very stupid um, looking at it that way. Not saying, like, if you're looking at it that way, you're stupid. Um, Sure. But just... Kicking someone when you've won that much just sounds very stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, why would you do a roster change? Obviously, you guys are finding success. Um, but I just... I kind of think they probably wouldn't have kicked Jake if they didn't win so much. Which sounds a bit crazy. But I feel like if they were a middle-tier team or a bottom team, I don't think that they would have kicked Jake. Um which sounds kind of funny, but winning a lot gives a team a lot of power when it comes to roster changes, and they've shown that they will use that power to get what they think is the best possible team for them. Sure. Yeah, maybe Genetics is not as keen on joining that team um, if they hadn't been winning as much. 
Uh, I know he did a twit longer. Um, I know Jake also made a video, and Hazer did an interview with Kirmi. Unfortunately, I did not get to watch either of those. Um, but I did read Genetics' twit longer. Um, and he was saying that he wanted to play with Panatom, um, you know, before coming into the season, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was no... It was not a real secret um, that that team wasn't very happy. The Kings, like that, was not a that was not a um, mm-hmm. surprise. I don't think uh, to anybody. Um, yeah, they would have made changes if they didn't win worlds. So yes, yeah, agreed. Um, and what's crazy, I think, like I hear what you're saying when it comes to you know we know what genetics brings to a team. Um, we know what historically has won worlds. Um, but I think that that's like really losing the, like, I think that's zooming out a little bit too much. Uh, Mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, no, I I don't think that you can say it's to do with any sort of large break or anything like that, because we know that this was in the works before, uh, the, the master's tournament. Um, you know, Genetics talks about it in his twit longer and I talked to Jake a little bit. Um, and you know, these are, these are all things that everyone kind of hears, but, uh, like Jake knew going into the master's tournament that he might be getting replaced, uh, and was told, and this was, uh, corroborated, um, was told that unless he played well, he would be getting replaced by Genetics, um, after that tournament. Which I think is that's so completely psychotic, like, like psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> how could you ever? How could you ever expect anyone to play in that type of environment? Like ever, his Sobek game, you know, that was just like hard in central. Like Jake's gonna have one of those every once in a while. It's fine, uh, but it's like, oh, is that? Does that mean that my spot's done with? You know, the fact that he bounced back in that set, I think it's actually crazy. Um, and I don't think that he played supremely poorly um, doing that. No, I don't think Jake was the reason they lost. No, I don't think so either. But to to just be in this position where, you know, these roster changes are, are like all building and they everyone knows that the tidal wave is coming post-Masters. You know, like Quig and the Hounds, like, are, how are their, how is their team environment going into that if they know if quig knows that genetics is probably leaving and that he might be getting the king spot and like thinking about practicing with them like all kind of stuff like it's just crazy to me and look i uh was on this podcast at the beginning of the year before the season saying that i didn't think the warriors were going to be super great um if you would have told me at the very beginning of this year or you know if, if they had announced the rosters and then we all have our takes and then, oh, actually, Genetics and Jake, uh, Genetics is getting is replacing Jake. I would have been like, dude, this Warriors team is going to be crazy. Like they are going to be nuts. Like this is all of the all of the criticism of the Warriors roster preseason was they don't have that in game leader. They don't have that mm-hmm. direction as a team. Genetics is the the generator of team identity right now in the league, in my opinion. I don't think anyone drives their team with as much team identity as he does and that being and so i would have been to the moon on this roster if it were if this were a preseason move to do this move after go, going undefeated in the regular season and then losing one set 
in the playoffs is absolutely criminal. It's criminal. Like, we have to call it that, right? Like, I hear everything you're saying. Winning a championship in any sport or esport, I've said this a lot, it's, it's a binary thing. You are either capable of doing it or you are not. Those are the only two. You can't guarantee it. Um, you can't you can't do anything else like you are either capable of being the best team on a given weekend or on a given in a given event or you aren't you can't do that much more than say we are capable and how much more capable could a team be than going 13 and oh like i just don't i just feel like there is so little upside to this move there's so little and look i get it i understand there's behind the scenes stuff it's team environment it might deteriorate it may have deteriorated to the point where they were really struggling later on in the year and to that i say fine make the change if you start to deteriorate but if you don't if you're still dominant suck it up you're winning. Like what I have never, what has everyone always said? Winning cures all team problems, right? That's like what every, every player, like all that kind of stuff that it's, it's so true. It is crazy to me that they hadn't even lost the set, Barry. If they were like emotional and they lost at playoffs, they really wanted to win it, whatever. Like, I'm like, okay, they're dumb, but like, I guess I get it. They hadn't even lost. They hadn't lost. They had, they didn't lose. They crushed the Kings. Like, what are we t- The Kings looked terrible during this phase in comparison to what we expected from them. Genetics did not look like a player that you want to pull off of a team because he's going to improve your undefeated team. Like, I, I just cannot wrap... I still cannot wrap my head around this. And if you would have told me that this is awesome Jake, you know, his play that I'm, like, losing my mind that he got replaced, I would have said that anyone is trolling because Jake is just one of those players that some some teams and some types of analysts will really value because he is, like, th- uh, the playmaker. Like, he is going to win your team games that no other player will in his role. And he's also going to lose your team game sometimes. And typically that is not something that I value in a team construction. But how can you argue against how he was playing individually and how they were playing as a team? They had team direction. They looked cohesive. Now you add in one of the two strongest voices in the league. I think Genetics and Scream are the two most team dominant players in the entire league. You add in that to your team environment that was objectively working, and you only have one place to go, Barra, and it's down. They don't. They can't get much better than being undefeated. I just think it is crazy. I think it is a a, a crazy, crazy move to make. And there is no. And now, if you would have said, "Oh, the Warriors are, are worlds or bust," I would have said that you are hard trolling. Like that is obviously not a healthy way to look at the the uh how a year went for a competitive player mm-hmm. now i feel like it's incredibly fair to think that for the warriors because they went from a team that was obviously capable of winning worlds to a team that will almost certainly be capable of winning worlds but you never but if they don't then you don't know if that previous construction would have you know it's it's just like how many times i can think of one other roster change off the top of my head uh actually two Yarkor replacing Netrioid, um, 
was a move from a team by a team that was obviously capable of winning worlds that then made a change that worked out well for the Kings. And then I can think of when Baskin and Ven uh, swapped on E United and were you guys SSG mm-hmm. at the time? Um, yep. That 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 was another move that from a team that was clearly capable and still trying to make uh, pretty drastic improvements. And that that move didn't work out for either of those teams. Um, and again, it's not just world's win or bust, but dog, when you're undefeated, like. I don't know. I just I just can't. I just can't defend the move. I can't like unless unless it was like I can't live with this guy for a minute second for another minute. And even if that's the case, man, talk about finding like talk talk about you know yo maybe you should get an apartment like a, a separate apartment something like that. Like they're here to win. This is how they're winning. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it is absolutely crazy to. First of all, have this roster change over his head going into that tournament and tell him if he plays well enough, uh, he won't get replaced. Like that just, and that just feels super disingenuous to me. How much better could he freaking be playing? Like, what are they taught? Like, you know what I mean? Like how much, how much better could he have done than how he played? He was the best support by a mile this phase. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just don't understand that. Uh, like I said, I haven't talked to a non-baby or not my wife about anything Smite in many, in, in many, many times, uh, many hours, many days, many weeks. What is going on? So, I, again, I apologize. I'm going a little crazy. But that's what I think about the Warriors movement in particular. No, I, I mean, I completely agree. It also seems a bit, I don't even know what the word is, like inhumane? I don't even know. If yes, right it's word. cruel. It's cruel. Yeah, it just seems like you're... I don't know. From from my perspective and how I view teams and how I view people, like I would never do this change ever. And that's just I guess the kind of person I am, like it's a I don't even hmm. I don't I don't know how to say it. Like it just seems I don't. I don't know how to say it actually. Like I, I genuinely don't. It's the change itself is just. I mean, I can just say it's bizarre, but I I have a lot more to say about it. But I don't know how to say it in <laughs> creative words. I guess. No, like, that's it, it's it, fine. It's it is bizarre. It's crazy. It's immature. Um, and look, I'm not rooting against the Warriors. Uh, I know I'm kind of going off on them here, but. I'm not, truly, I do not care very much at all uh, who wins and who loses in the SPL. I'm just hoping for good games. Um, So if the Warriors are going to keep having good games and doing cool stuff, that's totally fine by me. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting phase to watch. I'm very interested to see what they do. Everyone is going to have, they they know... There isn't going to be a publicly hated team like like the Warriors will be hated since Weekend left the league. Uh, Weekend was the last villain of this caliber, and, and that's interesting, right? Like that's good for the league to have these polarizing figures as long as they aren't like terrible human beings, right? Um, so it's going to be fun. Um, 
But man, do you think that they will be hated? Yes. Yeah, I do. I. It's. I kind of feel like the younger generation will respect that move. I don't know. I don't know, man. Or not. But I. I don't know. I think there are going to be a lot of people hoping for them to lose. I think there are going to be a lot of people really stoked. Uh, Okay, first time they play against the Glads, you don't think the entire Twitch chat's going to be rooting for Jake? That's true. That's true. Okay, that's fair. I think that the Glads are going to be the team that most people want to see. The the largest percentage of player or viewers want to succeed. They won't be diehard Glads fans, but if it's between two teams that they don't typically care about and the Glads are one of them, everyone's going to be rooting for the Glads because of Jake and the situation that he's been through. And I think that unless you are a diehard Genetics or Warriors fan, you are going to be desperately hoping for them to lose. Is my guess. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my expectation. Uh, and again, that's, fair. that's a fun dynamic. Like, it's cool. I do hope that fans, this is a, this is a, a pipe dream I know. Um, no matter how much you dislike them or the team or what they did, uh, Saying mean things to them in Twitch chat or on Twitter or whatever is like total freak behavior and no one should do it. Um, The best way for you to communicate that you don't like that team is by just like not interacting with their stuff. You know, like that's it. Um, Or just cheering for the other team. Right, you just cheer for the other team. Um, I just know that as soon as they lose their first set, uh, Genetics is going to get a million tweets. Um, That team, you know... Panatom, Pagon, Sot, Netroid, they're all going to get a million tweets, and uh, those guys are not deserving of that. Um, they're going to feel it for sure uh, whenever that happens. they literally lose their first set? <laughs> they might. That's good. They're going to feel pressure to win that set. Would, like, that is true. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, I would. I mean, 100%. I I. That team is, the mo- is, a, is under the most pressure for a regular season team Ever. Oh, yeah. It has to be. I, I will say the position that Jake was in during the tournament, for me, would be more stressful than any Worlds tournament ever. Oh, yeah. it's your, You don't know that you're going to get a spot for sure. Yeah, that is so unfair. Like, I, yeah. I would be more relaxed on stage playing in front of, like, thousands of fans than playing in the studios. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy crazy it's just the the thing to realize is that there is nothing on earth jake could have done to not get kicked like there is nothing yeah um he couldn't have played any better than he did he obviously uh was doing at least enough outside of the game to be the best support in the league during this this season so far um and you know if I were trying to console him, that would be the only thing I could ever say to him uh, is there is clearly uh-huh. nothing you could have done um, to avoid this situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Um, but there are more teams to talk about. Although Ro brings up a very good point here, Bear. I think that you do need to address this. Okay. Ro, your former coach, uh, someone who knows you pretty well, might know if you uh... like to slither in the grass like a little snake perchance. Uh, uh-huh. says Barra kicked him first, threw him to the wolves. Uh, your response uh-huh. to this allegation. This is false. I did not <laughs> throw him to the wolves. Mm-hmm. Our team disbanded and 
Me That's odd, because some of your teammates are still the same. No? One! <laughs> One! Mm. I have one teammate that's the same. Curious. Curious. What? This reminds me of my, uh, of a very good, I've had a lot of ideas for television shows um, during my paternity leave. Um, mm-hmm. It reminded me of one that I don't want to say on the podcast because it's so good I don't want it to get stolen. But remind me um, after the podcast to, to talk to you about it. Um, okay, overall, the Warriors, um, do you think they get better with this change? Do you think they win every set, but don't drop individual games? Because that's the only measurable way for us to say that they got better, by the way. The only way. I I think they lose more sets, but they're ah. better at Worlds. Mm. Okay, well, impossible to say that, there. That being said, Jake did play well at Worlds. Mm. So I'm not saying, like, it's, it's more of a slower-paced strategy based support than an aggressive support that's that's more of what i'm saying because as i said earlier i think slower paced games and strategy wins more uh i mean that's the whole reason we lost the kings was they just out strategized us um sure and even though we had like a lot of early game pressure obviously outside of game one like game two and three they just out strategized us and when you lose that way it's like okay what really could we have done like with the players that we have like can you just become macro overlords overnight no that's that's not really how that works sure um so i i do think they probably get better at other tournaments as well um i'm not gonna say they instantly connect because jake obviously plays lane very differently than other supports and will do whatever he can to win lane and gen x is more of the I will pressure if I can, but I'm fine to stall the lane out and play for mid-game. Sure. Which I think changes their identity a lot, because Jake likes to sit in lane more, and then Gen X likes to rotate out. Um, so we'll see if Panatom's more active early game, or if they're about the same, or if they get just less active overall. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, like I said, the only way they could get better is if they continue to win every set, but drop less individual games. Um I don't think that will happen. Uh, my scalding hot, um, fresh off of paternity leave, so willing <laughs> to take any risk at all. Um, my prediction is that they don't even make semifinals for any, like at Worlds, uh, at Season 2 playoffs, wow. anything. I think that the pressure and the the perception of this team is going to affect their performance. Uh and that's my hot take that they will this will be a change memed uh for a long time um we'll see we will see i don't think that they're going to be terrible during the regular season but uh i don't think they'll finish top two is the other part of my um my hot take machine that that i'm dishing out right now yeah I will say I think their outside of the game might get worse. Because I know Genetics has very strong opinions, and I don't know if... I mean, surely they'll go through a honeymoon phase, but I feel like uh, I don't know if they will get along outside of game. Because Jake will kind of just agree to things. Yeah, Barra, Uh, who do you think... um, Do you think that Genetics has historically shown 
a uh, a um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Affinity uh, for teammates who are just for funning, like trolling a little bit, maybe in, like oh, you know, having a bit of fun at the game's expense. You know, like you haven't teamed with them, but if you had to guess, like you know, I think somewhere in a tweet longer he said something about wanting. Uh, there was something along the lines of alluding to having teammates who like don't run it down uh, or like are taking mm-hmm. it a little bit more seriously. Um, would you say that's fair to say that? he might not have an affinity for, like, for-funning the game. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. And do you think that the Warriors as a whole um, are the team that is the most likely to for-fun at any given moment? Yes. And to do it with and, most frequency? You know. Yeah, I will say cool. he is going from Harry to Sot, which is about a standard yep. uh, scrim shift over there. Yep. That is true. Because uh, both of them can uh, run it down in scripts. For fun with the best of them, for sure. Um, also, rejoining Netroid, who he kicked. So. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah uh, I do cool. want to go back. Wow, Barra, your cam is going absolutely crazy right now. I don't know, maybe oh, give no. me a little on-off uh, situation. Oh, here. hello. Um, uh, you want me to just unplug and plug it back in? <laughs> uh, no, just in Discord, maybe. Just like give me like an off and then oh, on okay. i think your connection is uh what's driving that one there uh so maybe that off and turn it back on yeah hey and we're not whatever we were then which is good um yeah i don't know i'm interested also i know i remember listening to the interview that genetics did with hazer when they made the swap from netro dr core and i'm interested to see if those uh issues um that were brought up in that video are different now. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, before we talk about the rest, because we're already, you know, as <laughs> as expected, you know, I'm back, baby, so to speak. Um, <laughs> got a quick, got a quick little uh, little ad read that I got to make sure we get, and don't have the brain power for a clever little thing here. Uh, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, BetterHelp is a service that will uh help match you with the right therapist um there are lots of different options that you can uh get on better help all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you get to switch therapists at any time for no additional charge um they have uh in you can find in-person therapists online therapists uh just people to chat with that aren't like sitting down and um, you know, having a, an extended conversation, it can be more at your own pace. Um, there are lots of different ways, so don't feel like uh, you have to do it, you know, oh, you have to go to some office or whatever. Um, that is definitely not the case. BetterHelp can help connect you to a therapist that works for you and for your schedule. And uh, and Barry and I have said it a lot on this podcast, but therapy is super OP. Um, it is the best thing that you can do for yourself legitimately i believe that uh i think everyone should go to therapy uh at some point in their lives um i think it is just absolutely critical uh if you want to understand yourself and how you interact with other people in your life um and yourself and yourself that's the that's the big one um so, uh, so if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Backliners today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Backliners. And I'm going to put it in the chat right 
now. Uh, so if you're watching on Twitch, you can go ahead and just click that link. Uh, again, 10% off your first month. Big shout out to BetterHelp uh, for sponsoring today's episode. Um, all right, Barry, let's talk about the Kings. Um, sure. They lose their leading identity, uh, I would say, mm-hmm. in genetics. Um, and they get Quig, uh, who for my... Here's what I have to say. When I heard that they were getting Quig, um, my initial thought was, oh, okay, Quig's been playing really well. Uh, that makes sense. He seems like a good conclusion. Then I was like, wait a minute. If I'm Quig, do I even accept this offer? That's what I was thinking. Like, That's exactly what His team has been playing better than the Kings mm-hmm. uh, for, for the vast majority of the year, and certainly as of late. Um the Kings, when you look at them on paper, are still absolutely stacked. Uh, Big Man is absolutely one of the best mid laners to ever play the game. Yarkor is one of the best players to ever play the game wherever he is. Uh, Variety um, has best solo in the world potential, especially at events. And Captain Twig is a proven winner, um, most recently at lands, but for his entire career... That dude just wins. Um, mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's like, yeah, of course. But the Hounds have some of the best up-and-coming talent in the league. Uh, and there is value in becoming a duo with someone like Oath or Vaporish Coast. Um, Vaporish Coast, as long as he wants to play, is going to get good rosters to play. Mm-hmm. Just you can just tell by the way other players talk about that guy that he is never going to have to worry about getting on a good team for the rest of the time that he wants to be playing. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. If he only wants to play with you as his support, that's really valuable. Um, and maybe that's already the case. You know, maybe that change doesn't doesn't affect that. But I don't know. I was like at least a little surprised um, that Quig took that offer uh how about for you yeah i was pretty surprised too um i mean i know i knew that the change was in the air and i was i expected him to stay just because i kind of figured that him and his team were boys um and i feel like everyone has been playing individually better like bar to bar um with everyone else on kings like yep comparing them role to role i feel like hounds players have been playing better than kings players yep I agree. um so that just seems a bit surprising it just doesn't really make sense i think um and it just i don't know it it seems so weird you're just kind of hoping maybe the meta shifts back into their favor or something i don't know because kings haven't looked especially impressive um and i i mean hounds played really well against us like that was the best hounds have played they've been playing really well against everybody ever i think yeah um it it just was very surprising um i have the same opinion as you I kind of feel like sticking with Coast or a few players on that team just makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it's a change that doesn't really... 
in my opinion, makes sense. But again, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like making roster changes, and I would rather continue working on the foundation that's already laid. And I think a lot of people have a differing mindset of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the team that just won Worlds, but I think the reason they won Worlds was genetics. Um so I, it's just a very surprising change, and I also feel like Quig's identity fits Hounds a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, it tends to be a little bit more aggressive, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he might shift Kings in a better way. I don't know. It it it's a change, in my opinion, it doesn't really make sense. I agree. Um, you're leaving a team again. The capability of winning a championship, it's binary. It's yes or no. Can we reasonably tell ourselves that? we've got a decent shot at being the best team on World's Weekend. Uh, I would say the answer is now yes for the Hounds. As they were constructed, they could have said yes to that. Um, And I don't think that they would have had a significantly worse, if at all worse, chance than the Kings, as the Kings were currently constructed. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you factor in, like, you aren't joining the Kings that just won Worlds, if you're quick, right? You are joining the Kings who need to rebuild their identity from the ground up. You aren't joining in my, like this is, they just lost their foundation and that's not meant to be reductive for the rest of the team. Captain Twig is a very opinionated player who speaks his mind a lot. Yarkor is, is, thinks about the game all the time, communicates a lot. Variety knows how he wants to play the game. Big man knows how he wants to play the game. Like Quig is not joining four players who don't have, ideas or voices or anything like that but you are not joining an established hierarchy anymore Mm -hmm. Um, if you were an adc coming into that team if you were literally any other role um it's like it's like replacing scream on those scarabs teams you know what i mean like you are Mm -hmm. not joining you are not slotting into an existing structure you are rebuilding a structure and sometimes that's really good. Like, in a case, um, like, you know, when Scream left the Scarabs, that team wasn't doing well in the standings. And what's the point of keeping that structure if we aren't doing that well anyways? And a rebuild can make sense. Um, mm-hmm. You, I feel like the Quig has done so much work over the last few years. Like, this has been years of, you know, teaming with different people and all that kind of stuff. And now this Hounds roster... They were together for a little bit. You're like, okay, this is our structure. And you spend all year doing all the dirty work, laying that foundation, building up your, your structure. You know, your, your house is done, like, almost. You're, like, putting the finishing touches on it, and it's beautiful. You didn't think you'd be able to fit as much in this house as you were able to. The house is, you know, under budget, ahead of schedule. Everything's looking great. And you're like, you know what? I really want to pour some more concrete. Like, that sounds like something that I'm really interested in right now. I want to go do this all over again uh, on a lesser time schedule. And it's it, and I'm just surprised by that. Um, mm-hmm. n- that's not to say that that team could not do exceptionally well. Um, I think that team, knowing those guys and, you know, having talked to them over the years and knowing who they are as players... Uh, I feel like if I were in their shoes and everyone's talking about how, oh, they won Worlds only because of genetics. Genetics was that whole team. They're going to have to rebuild everything. 
that would really motivate me if I were on that team and as established as a variety Captain Twig, Big Man, or Yarkort is. Um, I would really want to prove people wrong uh, in that sense. And it wouldn't surprise me if that team ends up looking really strong very quickly uh, Mm -hmm. because of that. Especially because teams that win worlds often get a little bit of that world's hangover. Like, oh, we did it. Who cares? Like, whatever. Like, we'll turn it on when it counts. You know what I mean? Like, clearly we can. And then they, they aren't giving it that full effort. Even if they think they are, that hunger isn't there. This would really light a fire under me if I were on that team. Um, so, I don't know. I think the Kings have a lot of work to do. I'm not sure what that team is going to look like. Um, I find it hard to believe that a team with the backline of Big Man and Yarkor is going to lose a lot of games. Uh, convincingly. Those two were just two of the best backliners in the entire league. Um, but we'll see how Quig fits in to that front line and what that team does. But, yeah, I don't know. The The only thing I can really say about that move is that I'm surprised that... I don't, I don't think it's a crazy move by Quig, but I think it is not the the safest choice for him. Yeah, I would agree. Um because if that uh, team yeah. does suck, right? Like if that if what people are saying is true and genetics was the entirety of that team and in, through none of Quig's fault, that team sucks. Everyone's going to say that Quig isn't very good. You know? Like mm-hmm. that is going to be a storyline for them. Um and instead of being on this rising team if you're part of the 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 collapse of the empire so to speak then your individual stock gets affected pretty quickly by that so i feel like this is a pretty risky move for quig uh quig's individual stock uh uh, among the among the supports in the league yeah i would agree i mean i basically agree with everything you said just i mean it it it's a move that makes sense but is also at the same time surprising to me yep um hounds get neil ma to replace quig uh veteran presence there for the hounds um what do you think about neil slotting into that team how do you think he fits there oh i hate that guy (laughs) (laughs) just so can you believe you pawned that (laughs) chump off off on those guys what a con, you yeah, know? That was a Finally. for me. Finally. You, I've been looking for a reason. What's crazy that. is that you have been orchestrating all of this behind the scenes for the off chance uh-huh. that some suckers would take Neil Ma on their team. And can, yeah, you could get that, that guy out of your does. locker room. Yeah, we don't know uh, who's going to be in our locker room now, but uh, we're, we're glad that Neil's gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it was kind of surprising, but it kind of makes sense. I mean... In my opinion, this just shows that basically they didn't want Jake and they wanted someone else. Yeah. Um, and I think on paper, Neil is probably their best option. Um, assuming that they're just looking at it, they probably value Neil higher than, I would say, Bobby, than Jake. Um, I don't know the other SEC supports in both regions, um, but... It just shows that they're valuing Neil over those. Um, and it makes sense for Neil uh, to come back, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, he was he was obviously, like, a really good coach, but I think he probably missed playing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and probably didn't enjoy coaching as much as he thought he would, or maybe didn't think he was making as big of an impact um, as he thought he would. Um, yeah, I really happy for Neil that he got a spot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Neon said, oh, yeah, that, and Gamma. Yeah. yeah, Benny said their four options were Jake, Bobby, Neil, and Gamma. Um, I definitely understand wanting to go with Neil, but I really don't think that they could have gone that wrong with those four options. Um, I'm interested to see how Neil is going to slot in and, and play. <clears throat> um, yeah, I feel like the Hounds are the hardest team to predict what's going to happen to. Um, because they yeah. just have the least amount of track record uh, among their players. And were so they they were moving the needle the fastest out of all of these teams. Like the Warriors mm-hmm. were steadily winning all of their sets except for one the entire year, by the way. Um the Kings were like really stuck in the mud. Uh the Gladiators were stuck below the mud. Um <laughs> and the Hounds were actually accelerating. So it's hard to say how much of that was because of Quig. You know, how much is this going to slow them down? Like, is Neil going to be able to hit that pace right away? Like, all that stuff. I mean, I don't feel significantly worse about the Hounds heading into the second phase with Neil um, than I did before these roster changes happened. I definitely don't expect quite as much from them because there is going to be that adjustment period. Um but I imagine yeah, I th- that they, like, I'm not, like, my feelings about that team aren't changing drastically. Where I feel like every other team has the potential to, to change drastically because of this. Yeah, I think it just depends on how fast Neil can come back. And sometimes the seven-month break is really good. And then sometimes the seven-month break is you're never catching up. So we'll just have to see how Neil adapts to the current meta. I mean, I don't know how much ranked he was playing. I don't think he was playing too much ranked in the meantime. Sure. But obviously he was watching a lot of scrims, watching SPL. Um, and his comms are always going to be really good. But as far as, like, mechanics go, I think those are going to take a while to get warmed up. Um, so I think they're going to be a fair bit worse in the short term, but I think the long term is just question marks. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I can definitely see that. Um, Barry, might want to give me another camera restart, by the way, because you are really chopping oh, it up. Oh, frying? No, it's not frying. It's just you're you're really you're you're lagging up a storm, uh, so to speak. I don't know if that's going to help or not. It probably won't. But oh, we only yeah, have one more that. change to uh, to go over here, and it's the gladiators. Um, again, it, inbound out, awesome Jake in, and scary D out, Kana in. Um, what do you think about these changes for the Glads? Uh, obviously sad for Bobby because uh, he had a feeder of a game in that tournament. Um, yeah. So obviously feel pretty bad for Bobby because I feel like the rest of the split he played pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just did not have a great tournament. Um, no. And then Scary, I know a lot of outside issues, uh, unfortunately, for Scary. Um, so, I mean, that change just kind of makes sense. Yep. Um, and really excited that Kana is coming into the league because I, I mean, he was one of our sole options that we were looking at. So 
we thought that he was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it might take him a little bit to get used to SPL and uh, just the way things are here. But I, I, I have a lot of faith in Connor. I think it'll be sick. Yeah, I think um, Sharks and Chat said it well. Any change the Glads did would be better. They needed to restart. Um, I hard agree with that. Uh, I think that team needed to make some amount of change. Uh, I agree that two players is probably the right amount of change for them. Um, Bobby, I agree, had a much more consistent year uh, during the regular season than what he did uh, at the playoffs. But I just personally don't think it's... like I. The, the amount of people on Reddit in particular, I've had a lot of time to do a lot of internet scrolling, you know, uh, which is not good <laughs> for anyone's mental health. Nope. Um, I saw more people uh, defending the Warriors change, I feel like, than the Gladiators, like the, the Warriors changing their support than the Gladiators changing theirs, uh, which is not based in reality. That is not a that is not a thought that you can have, I feel like, that is defensible, in my opinion. Um, the Glads didn't win. A whole lot. Uh, mm-hmm. So even if a player is playing okay uh, to good during your regular season, it just it just something needs to happen. Um, I know Snoopy was definitely on uh, in those comments. It's like, oh, they should have kicked Snoopy instead of Bobby or whatever. Uh, like I said, I think that team needed to make minimum two changes. I think Scary was an obvious one to make. Uh, as well as he played during the SPL play-in tournament. Um, he just has not played well at all this year. And the outside of team stuff, as you alluded to, I don't remember exactly how uh, how much Kirmi said during his Hazer thing, so that's as much as I'll say. But um, I think he uh, was an obvious one. And then you, I, I think that you can take your pick between Bobby and Snoopy as to who do you think uh, is what what are our options to make the team better outside of uh, or after this change? Like it's not about removing, it's about adding, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think talking about those playoffs, Bobby had some really tough games. I thought Snoopy played pretty well at those playoffs. I thought Snoopy played pretty well at SPL plans as well a lot of the time. Uh, and oh, look at this. Um, the best support in the league, over the course of this year <laughs> is suddenly available. Um, yeah, it's it, it feels like a no brainer to me. Uh, if Pagan or Big Man Tangs or you know Shinto Paul, if one of them became available, then yeah, you have you have to go and pick that person up. Like when you're a struggling team, it's unfortunate for Bobby because I do agree that you know he was making progress this year. But the reality is, this is still this was still the last place team in the league, um, and the number one support in the league was looking for a home. Um, yep. So, I find it hard to you know disagree with that change. Uh, who knows what this team is going to look like? Uh, I definitely think Kana is worthy of his shot as well. By the way, that dude has been a beast um, this year and has been steadily improving over the years. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with a full spot. Uh, I imagine this team is going to be pretty hungry. Um, Jake, I hope, is motivated and not demotivated um, because 
as much as, you know, the typical anime or like a 30 for 30 narrative, that's a sports reference that you probably won't get, um, would be <laughs> is that, oh, you know, he's going to go Super Saiyan, like he's going to go crazy, he's going to be super motivated. In reality, a lot of times, um, I feel like players, uh, not not in Smite in particular, but in a lot of places, like they this can really demotivate a player uh, to go through what, what Jake has gone through. So I'm really hoping that he uh, ends up on the positive end of that coin and that this Glad's team starts popping off. Um, Cause I think that'd be fun to watch for sure. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think him and Stu are going to mesh really well together. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure they're old teammates anyways. And Kirmi likes to play aggressive, and Jake's favorite thing is playing aggressive. It will obviously change our identity a lot, uh, especially with if the meta stays this way, with Jake or 2v2s and duo being very important. Um, and Jake, in my opinion, is probably the best 2v2er. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Jake will be better for Snoopy as well, because Snoopy kind of has some crazy run-it-down style picks, and that's yep. Jake's like favorite style of play. Um, I don't know much about Kano's play style. I just know he's been playing really well lately. I don't know if he has, like... He's been kind of just playing, like, meta picks, but I don't know if he has, like, a defined style yet. But if everyone on your team is playing aggressive, then you're going to be playing aggressive as well. Um, so I, I'm very excited about this change. But it's definitely a change that surprised me the most. But, it, I mean, it makes sense the way the dominoes, like, fell, but the, the change still surprised me. Yeah. I think um, it is hard to feel anything but positive if you're a Glads fan, in my opinion. Um, yep, agreed. If, just like the Warriors have nowhere to go but down, the Glads really only have one place to go and it's up, you know? Um, so we'll see what, what happens to that team and how they perform. But, man, that first Glads Warriors set is going to be electric like people are going to be tuned in for that set um and you know what of the year uh, imagine what happens by the way imagine what happens if they kill jake in lane and genetic like spams taunts his body imagine what would happen oh no jake's mental would crumble that would be crazy uh I wonder if he'll do it. That's just an interesting thought that I had. If I'm in genetic shoes, I feel like I would. Like, might as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Play the role. You know? That's uh, that's what I would say. Play the villain. Play the villain. Um, that would be nuts. Anyways, uh, before we head over to a random question of the week, we got one more sponsor to tell you about. And it is Factor Meals. Um, yo, we gotta get some Factor up in here. I'm just realizing this. This, this would be key for us. Uh... Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. If you're too busy with summer plans to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well, with Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Maybe you just had a baby shower and then three days later your baby comes a full month early and you have no idea what's happening at all. Uh, Factor would be great for that very odd scenario. Um, But 
it's got to happen to someone, right? That's just the way. That's mm-hmm. just the way it has to be. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Uh, if they've got a ton of different options, um, the dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. If you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals, they've got protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving, plus vegan and veggie. Uh, protein plus uh, i already mentioned tons of different options maybe something like apple cinnamon pancakes which sounds delicious bacon and cheddar egg bites which also sounds delicious and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet which sounds almost as delicious as apple cinnamon pancakes but that's taking the the spot for me Um, or for an easy wellness boost try refreshing beverage options like cold press juices shakes and smoothies with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offer 100% of their daily emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals, which is awesome to see, of course. Uh, so, this July, <coughs> excuse me, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash backliners50 and use code backliners50 to get 50% off your first box. Or no, excuse me, use code just to get 50% off. That's code backliners50 at factormeals.com slash backliners50 to get 50% off your first box. And I'm going to put that again in the chat for you right here. Just click that link. That's all you got to do. Uh, big shout out to Factor for supporting the podcast. All right, Barry, for our random question of the week. Uh, these are pulled, of course, from our Patreon Discord. Patreon.com slash backliner is the place to go there. You get to see a lot of, uh, we got a cool little community in there. Lots of cute pet pics and that kind of stuff. I, I should post some extra baby pics in here. I will. So if you want those, or if you don't, um, still go in there. You don't have to look at them, but I'll know. Um, oh boy. I guess I don't know which ones to start with. I guess uh, it's this one. On- Heroes, yep. That's what I thought we might be. Uh, thanks, Hero. Uh, what is one routine that you cannot live without other than basic needs for survival? Um, and if you don't do, will throw off or ruin your day? Uh, mine's probably just flossing and brushing in the morning because it's very. I didn't know you liked dancing. That's a that's that's one for the old dad joke column right there, baby. Yeah. We're in there. Oh, no. Yep. You, you thought it might not. take me a little longer to get acclimated to that, but uh, you forgot that I used to oh. cast, and that was a big, that, that's a, that's peak casting humor right there. So bad. Also, imagining um, you flo- getting up out of bed and being like, uh, time to start the day, and then like dropping a floss <laughs> real quick, and that's a very funny thought for me. Time to start dancing. Yep. Um, yeah, probably just uh flossing and brushing my teeth uh also i mean <laughs> pooping <laughs> <laughs> uh i have like if right when i get out of bed in the morning like every time i have like a morning poop uh-huh. and it's very important uh i don't know if that's like basic needs for survival but yeah i would say it's it pretty is. important to me okay um well it's it's kind of a ritual for me Okay. Um, I was meditating for a while, and that was fantastic, but with Hammy, he kind of stops that, mm-hmm. um, which I would like to start again, uh, 
but he's he's kind of a puppy. So whenever he hears anything, he starts trying to bang down the door. Um, yep. So yeah, I would, it, I would say one of those three. Now, Doobie, what puppies do? Um, I don't really have that many rituals. I would say uh, that aren't like basic needs for survival. Um, I guess. Um, Jeez, yeah, I'm trying to think of something that I do every single day without fail that isn't, like, take my medicine, like, (laughs) yeah, like, poop, you know, whatever. Uh, I guess um, I would really struggle if I couldn't, um, oh, I got it. I ha- and I know that you're not, don't be lame and tell me I'm not supposed to do this, okay? Because I know, and I don't care. If I couldn't Q-tip my ears, like if I couldn't clean out my ears with oh. Q-tips, I would be devastated. Um, when I like travel mm-hmm. and I don't, and for whatever reason, like I forget to bring Q-tips or whatever, uh, that is brutal for me. I feel like my ears are so like itchy and like they just, you know, I feel like I'm building up a bunch of wax. I know, don't. And it, it, no one puncture their eardrum with a Q-tip. Just be smart. Like, it's not that. Just don't be stupid. And it's fine. Like, big ear doctors want you to not uh, stick Q-tips up there. Um, but just be smart and it's worth it. They're probably you know? right. They're probably right. But I'm going to keep doing it. So they should it feels so good. Yeah. If if I wasn't supposed to do it, it wouldn't feel so good. You know? Um Timmy Two Shots wants to know, you get time travel to 2033, you have 10 minutes and a computer. What are you looking up? Probably just, like, one stock a year. One stock, I yeah. Like, like, what stock yeah, one, gain, like, biggest stock gains each year between now and then? Yeah, and it would have to be something like a slow burner, so it wouldn't be suspicious. And I would just do one stock Barrel, a minute. All you have to do, bro, is get enough money. And it doesn't matter if it's suspicious. Like, it just doesn't matter. That's true. You That's just have true. to make enough money. So it's fine. Um, hmm. What would I do with 10 minutes? Yeah, I'd definitely try and think of something that could make me enough money that I don't have to worry about working. Um, all the Super Bowl winners is definitely good. But then I don't get to enjoy the Super Bowl anymore, which would kind of suck. I think um, I feel like that's just for betting. Well, yeah, it's just a way to to make more money. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe something like obscure, like uh, MVPs for each year or something like that. Like something that I could do bets on that wouldn't be as like I can't enjoy the Super Bowl. Like I don't care if I know who the NL MVP is in twenty twenty nine. It's Shohei Otani if he's traded to the National League. Well, I'm assuming I can write it down, you know? Oh, that's fair. Um, If I can, I can remember some amount, for sure. Uh, I would just have to place a larger bet. But then it's like, what if me, time traveling to 2033, messes with the space-time continuum, and it changes something to where that person isn't the MVP anymore, and then I put all of my money on it because I have to win... Uh, because I know I'm going to win, but then I don't because something with me time traveling changed what was going to happen and therefore impacted who the NL MVP was in 2029. Well, I mean, you'd have nine other years, so you could just bet a dollar the first time and then see if you're right. Mm, But what if that bet and that confidence that that bet gives me 
And this is how you know I have anxiety, because I would be thinking about that yeah. before placing that bet, for sure. Um, okay, Seafog uh, wants to know, what tabletop RPG, like, Dunge- like Dungeons & Dragons, uh, archetype do you tend towards? Like, are you, like, a, a ranger kind of guy, Barry? Are you using the bow and arrow? Are you uh, a wizard, Harry? Um, well, I haven't played D&D in a very long time, but I feel like if I was making a character right now, it'd probably be like a rogue mm-hmm. or something in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like backstabbing people would just be a lot of fun. Uh, normally... What well, Rose said earlier is starting to make a lot more sense. So oh, no. <laughs> Normally I go towards like frontliners, um, but I kind of feel like a rogue would be fun. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I typically uh, I've played D and D a couple times now. Um, I think I've done three campaigns, and I was a wizard, a ro or a uh, ranger, and then a monk. Um, but somewhat similar like character like traits i suppose my monk the first two characters a little bit more like gruff and serious my last one was more troll um but i think i typically gravitate towards big damage um Mm -hmm. in those types of games uh yeah i would say like any type of damage class is typically where i'm at what is uh is what i would say um okay moy wants to know when thinking of something like an apple do you see the word apple an apple drawing an apple in black and white or an apple with color in 3d like close your eyes and imagine an apple what do you what do you picture when i say the word you know what? let's not use apple because they also posted a picture um barry i'm i'm talking about a uh a rowboat what do you see Mm. or what do you think about I think of a rowboat in water. Okay. Kind of like a... I don't see any land or anything. No one's in the rowboat. Mm-hmm. So I just see a rowboat and Is it from water. your perspective or is it from like a, like if you were inspecting the rowboat type of thing, you know? Kind of like how a drawing of a rowboat would be where it's just kind of like a square and mm-hmm. like... 60% of it's water and like 40% of it is the rowboat. Okay. It, like realistic. It is realistic. So it's like you are seeing it. Yeah. Like I can see the like the wood on the side of the rowboat. I mean mm-hmm. the waves aren't really like moving. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining it still. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, that's, that's what I would see. Interesting. That's what I am seeing. Yeah, I think similarly. Uh, I, I think of things... Um, in color, 3D, uh, I oftentimes think in terms of, like, how it would look as if it were being shot for, like, a TV show or a movie. Like, I frame things in my mind that way a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, when I'm... A, a common joke that pops into my head is, like, you know, we're talking about something. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to think about that at all. And then in my head, I can like see a scene of like me, that classic like TV show scene of like someone in bed, like asleep. And then they're like, their eyes like snap open and it's like, I'm still thinking about that one thing. Like that type of, 
I see that type of stuff all the time in my head. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm either oh. how I would frame it for like introducing a rowboat to an audience for like a show or a movie, or I see it as if I were seeing it. So it's like from my height, roughly, mm. um, like Barra said, like in water. When I picture it, there's like a little dock next to it, but it's empty. Two little oars, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, my wife. Um, we've talked about this a lot, me and her, because I think this stuff, type of stuff is fascinating. Um, she does not have like a mind's eye at all. When I say like what? picture a rowboat, she she doesn't see anything in her head. She just knows what a rowboat is. Like it's just like. She's like, I don't know how else to explain it. I just know what a rowboat is. Or I know what an apple looks like. But I, I don't see it. And that's crazy to me. That is. That's like a thing for, that sounds for people. So there's, like, so, there's like some like medical term for it or something like that. Um, but like in this picture that Moy posted in, the, in our Discord. Uh, like number five. That's yeah. it. Like there's just no. She doesn't. Th- when, I, when you say picture an apple. She doesn't see an apple. She's just like, okay, I'm thinking of an apple now. And I'm like, could you draw what you're seeing in your head? And she's like, I'm not seeing anything. I could draw an apple, but I would be drawing it. Like, I wouldn't be thinking, I wouldn't be taking what's in my brain and putting it there. I'm just taking my knowledge of an apple and creating it. That's very confusing. Does she dream? Yeah. Huh. Isn't that weird? This this was a all the time like that answered so many questions of me being like just like I'm just like I'm sitting there with my eyes closed like trying to remember if I like lost my keys I close my eyes and I literally try and like replay what I was doing and like I can see where I like it's like pressing rewind in my brain and I'm like trying to like piece it all back together all that kind of stuff and she's like I'm trying to think of where it is nope I don't know and then it's just like. That, that doesn't happen to her, by the way, because she always knows where everything is, and I never know where anything is. Um, but maybe it's because I'm just looking at stuff in my brain all day, you know? True. Sorry, Dad. I did have a dream last night that Taco and Eftal were back to casting Smite. Really? Oh, was it a banger cast? Probably. It was a banger cast. It was a Worlds. Oh, that, that would be a banger and cast. I, I woke up, and I was genuinely confused that I, like, wasn't at Worlds, and then I was also, I was like... Wait, they're not casting for Smite anymore? Do your so, dr- your dreams yeah. do your dreams often like feel that realistic or is it only sometimes? Uh sometimes. Sometimes it's like I'm watching a movie, other times it's like I'm going through a scene mm-hmm. um where I'm kind of in the scene but I'm not completely in the scene. Like I have control but I don't have control. Like, yep. everything's already, like, predetermined of what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do. And then by the time I wake up, I'm like, oh, maybe I could have changed something. Um, but, yeah. Do, do you? So do you know you're dreaming in those? Like, do you lucid dream at all or no? It's only like no. you wake up and you're like, oh, of course that was a dream. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't gotten to the stage of lucid dreaming. I want to try it, but it sounds a little scary. Um, but I recently started dreaming again because I was taking like magnesium glycinate and Mm. before that 
I would dream maybe like once or remember my dreams every like one out of like three or four months, maybe mm. longer. Like I just did not remember my dreams. Um, Destiny always remembers her dreams or like very frequently. And for me, I just never did. Mm. Um, Interesting. So with magnesium glycinate, for some reason, it just allows me to dream and remember my dreams. Like I dream probably like every other night now. Mm. Um, so it's a lot more frequent. Interesting. That's the tech, apparently. Um, and then last but not least, J-Man asks, can you explain why Pickleball is OP? Uh, J-Man loves Pickleball. They just want to spread the love of Pickleball. Pickleball is OP. Have you played, Barry? No, I have not. But a lot of people play in my gym, and they look like they're having a blast. It, it is very seems, fun. It seems like it has a very low barrier to entry. Extremely low. And that's exactly why it's OP. Um, it is Pickleball... Uh, we learned pickleball in high school. Um, it was like a unit in our gym class. And we thought that our like school district had made it up. We didn't think it was a real thing. And then uh, when someone else the, who didn't go to our high school was like, yo, pickleball is really fun. I was like, wait, that's like a, th- uh, it's real. Like we just played it in gym. Um, it's basically like the in-between. If tennis is like the biggest version of a racket sport, and ping pong is the smallest version of the racket sport. Pickleball is in between. Um, it's mm-hmm. a small. It's smaller than a tennis court. You use a ball that's kind of like a wiffle ball. Um, you use rackets that are bigger than ping pong rackets, but smaller than tennis rackets. Uh, and it's much easier physically. Um, yeah, it's similar to badminton, kind of. That's a good. That's a good shout, Sabalbasor. Um, it's it's easier than tennis physically. Um, it's much easier for, uh, older people to play. My dad is a, was a huge tennis player. He loved it, but his back and his knees aren't as great as they used to be. So he can't really play tennis very well anymore, but still plays pickleball a lot and loves it. Um, it's, it's a great sport, uh, that doesn't, that is a a great workout for sure, but is not nearly as physically demanding or hard on your on your body as something like tennis would be um it is exploding in popularity right now i would be very surprised if you dear listener are interested i'd be very surprised if you couldn't go to your local gym and see if they've got like a casual pickleball league or um, a setup and you were able to like rent uh you know the the balls and the rackets um Mm -hmm for a little bit highly recommended it is also much 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 more fun to play doubles in pickleball than singles in my opinion um it's a game that was built for doubles uh and i think that it is very very fun to play with a friend to play with a couple friends um yeah i literally only started hearing about it last year like i don't think yeah I it's huge among sbl players before. it's yeah. huge among sbl players i missed the days where i could play a lot of pickleball but now i'm a dad um, just kidding. I haven't played pickleball at all recently because it's too <laughs> it's too hot, and I live in a in the middle of nowhere now. Um, yeah, but it is ungodly hot. It's so right hot, now. dude. Like I had to mow my lawn, and I was like, "Good lord!" I like can't. It was so. It, it was like ninety every day for a week. I got it done this weekend. Um, yeah. Thank God, because it's gonna same, be ninety all week again. Yeah, I'm in the same spot where my grass needs to get cut, and I'm like. It's 95 the next 
10 days and yep. I'm already at the point where it needs to get cut. And I'm like, do I just wake up at like seven in the morning or do I try to cut it at like 9 p.m. at night where I can't see the grass? Like, just don't do it, man. Uh, what are they getting? Yeah, like, who cares? You know? That's a great, yeah, that's a good idea. I was, our HOA has been annoying with us in the past about cutting our grass enough. And I, I was like, dude, my wife was like, oh, you know, do you think we're going to get like warned that our grass is getting too high? And I was like, who cares? Like, it's 90 every day and we just had a kid. Like, I, I kick rocks, stupid HOA. Like, no one cares. Um, do you have an HOA, Barry? Are they annoying? Ours no, is very I, annoying. I do not have one, thankfully. That is good. Um, yeah, then who cares, dude? Your neighbors can look at your tall grass for a little bit. Tell them you're free and they can come catch a Pokemon if they're so worried about it. Anyways, uh... <laughs> Thing, or Pokemans. That's uh, parent. That's how parents More say. More dad like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll probably be back next week. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna be uh, super consistent. Um, I really wanted to come on and drop my hot takes here, but there is a decent chance that uh, I will be inconsistent for a little bit. If that is the case, then uh, we'll get Gore, Trelly, other people, whatever. Um, in here to host with Barra as uh, we are getting more accustomed to having a little guy around running around the house. He's not running yet. Um, he can't do anything on purpose. Um, <laughs> not a Besides single thing. <laughs> not even that. He, You feel like it is on purpose because of the timing, but it isn't. It's just happening. Like, he can't stop it. Um, imagine an existence where you don't do anything on purpose. You just, you're just there. <laughs> like... Everything's just going off automatically. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how life is for a little cow right now. Um, But yeah, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Last lesson in. Uh, The show will be back next week in some capacity, I imagine. Until then, Vera, you know what to do. Bye. He still got it. He still got it. Yeah. By the way, the the handoffs just weren't great since you've been gone. That was such a better handoff than I've been receiving. I mean, come on. It's like riding a bike or speaking some words for the millionth yeah. time in a row. You know? Trelly had no idea how to close it out. It was oh, that's so embarrassing. embarrassing. Well, you didn't prepare him. You said that. It's actually embarrassing for you, right? Yeah, it's like he's never seen an episode of The Backliners before. <gasps> that jerk. I was going to swear, but I didn't want to. Okay, fine. <laughs>